Hope Over Hype is a podcast that shares the stories of ordinary people who are serving an extraordinary God. I hope you're in a place where you can dance because it is about to get hype. Welcome to Hope Over Hype. So we are at the beginning of season three, and I'm really excited to introduce you to some of my dear friends from Mississippi. Um, So today we have Laurie Upchurch and Camille Bolin. I have known both of them since we were literally babies in the nursery of our church. Um, And we have lived a lot of life together. Um, Me and Camille actually went to school together, and then we all three grew up going to church together and doing all the fun youth group things. And we have stayed very closely connected uh, throughout our college years and into our adult lives as well. Um, And I have learned so much from them about the gospel and just about the meaning of friendship. And they have shown up for me in ways that brings tears to my eyes. And I just think about all the fun memories that we've had and um, every birthday that they've shown up for and the family road trips that they have been a part of with me. And I'm just really excited to introduce them to you and for you to hear their hearts today. So welcome, Laurie and Camille. I'm glad y'all are here. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So we will just get started. And I thought we could talk about maybe a favorite memory that we have of the three of us together. So... Hey, I'm Laurie, um, and I love Emma and Camille so much. And something that we are all, we were all involved in was the youth group at our church. And for some reason, they called us the nuns. Um, And so one time for Halloween, we had a Halloween costume party, and we all, you know, took it to heart and wore some nun outfits. And it was the best thing ever. Um, and everybody loved it. And to be honest, we all have our nun outfits still. And maybe we'll pull them out of retirement <laughs> soon. <laughs> I do still have my nun outfit in my closet. Yep, I have mine too. <laughs> I, um, yep. I have such a hard time answering this question because there are so many fun memories. But if I were to pick one, I would probably say... When we drove to Virginia in high school and we spent 12 plus hours in a car together, you're the only two people (laughs) I could spend 12 plus hours in a car together. But I think what stuck out to me so much about that trip was when we stopped in North Carolina to meet Hannah and Emma told me and Laurie we could not speak to Hannah because she didn't want us to embarrass her. Yeah, I was so dead serious because... She was, I was potentially going to live with her and I wanted to give her a good impression. And so I basically threatened their lives before we got out of the car. <laughs> it was wild. And, and we're like, what do you mean? You think she's going to think that we're weird? We're just your best friends. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite memory, that trip in the car was super fun. I think that was one of my favorite memories, but also... This is more sentimental, but I remember this one birthday. I honestly can't even remember how old I was turning, but y'all came over for chicken Alfredo because, you know, I love my mom's chicken Alfredo for my birthday. And y'all made a list like you 
you two and then Sophie and maybe my parents too. Like it was a certain number of reasons why y'all loved me. And mm-hmm. it just like really took me off guard. And I remember busting out in tears. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. Like, cause you, I think y'all made me read them out loud. And usually I have gotten more emotional in my adult life, but I think at that point I didn't really like to cry in front of people. And I just busted out in tears because it just meant so much to me. And I don't think y'all knew what to do <laughs> because I was just sitting there <laughs> crying. <laughs> But it was so sweet. Okay, so I just want y'all to kind of introduce yourself. So tell me, like, what makes Laurie Laurie and what makes Camille Camille? Okay, so something that makes me me is, first of all, um, my job. So I'm a therapist at a mental health center. Um, and I work in the schools. And so currently that is taking over my adult life. Um, I'm a newbie to the adult life. Um, as I think it's kind of crazy to be a newbie in the pandemic. Um, but also if you know me, you know that I love cooking. It's my jam. I love to follow my food bloggers. Shout out to the Define Dish and, you know, all the, re- the rest of them. Um, but I love trying the recipes. In fact, like for Christmas, I got five new cookbooks because that's how much I love to cook. Um, so it's really fun to share food with people, which has been my family for the most part. Um and Katie Ann is my sister who I live with is always up for trying new recipes. Also, I know this is not an Enneagram podcast. However, another thing that makes me me is I'm a um I'm a six on the Enneagram and I think that I have a wing five is what I would say. So I love that. Okay. Hey, I'm Camille. I'm a nanny. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do. I live in Oxford, Mississippi. It's one of my favorite towns. It's small and dainty. Um, and it's a good walking town, which is fun because I'm a walking girl. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think what makes me me is that I just really enjoy the simple pleasures of life. I love, I look forward to every morning to just sit on my couch and drink a cup of coffee. I love mm-hmm. sitting on a back porch. I think my favorite place is around a dinner table with a group of friends. I also just love being around people. I get so fired up to sit with friends and talk about life and just laugh at the silliest things that don't matter. I don't know my Enneagram number. I'm in an Enneagram crisis because every time I take the test, I either get a nine or a seven, and I think I relate so well to both. And so I maybe I'm just in a protest with the Enneagram because I am tired of not knowing what I am. That's all right. (laughs) Okay, do y'all have something right now that you are just really loving in this season of your life? Yeah, I am in a book club. And I really, with this quarantine, have really gotten into reading. And so I'm about to order a book by the pioneer woman called Frontier Follies. And it's kind of like her blog and story, just funny little anecdotes about her which I love anything funny that makes me belly laugh. And so I'm really excited to get this in the mail because I think it'll be an easy read. I think it's something that's going to make me laugh until I cry. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) All right. So something that I'm loving right now is I love watercoloring. I got a gift of watercolors um, for a present after I graduated from seminary. 
Um, and I have loved doing that on my weekends. Um, it's such a good way for me to kind of rest and recharge and be creative. And obviously, since I said cooking is my jam, I love going to the grocery store. Um, anytime that I can go, I'm going to go enjoy it and look around at all of the things and price check everything. So, because I'm an adult on a budget, you know what I'm saying? So, I love the grocery store. Okay, so we will now jump into your Hope Over Hype story. Um, So if you have listened to the previous seasons, a lot of these are the same questions, um, but there are a few new ones, and I'm really excited to be able to ask those questions. And I'm excited for you to hear Laurie and Camille's answers to these questions too. Um, But the first one that I want to ask you is, what is a truth that you cling to or a promise of God that you hold on to? A truth that I've been clinging to is that God is a personal God. Um, You know, he is not just this big man up in the sky, but he is intimately acquainted with all the details of my life. So he knows every stress that I have, every worry that I have, but he also knows like what excites me and what gives me joy. Um, I love First Peter 5, 7. It says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Um, and when I think about that, I, um, I know we were all at the same camp when we heard Bryant Bush speak. And he was talking about um, how supernatural and powerful that verse is, that God cares for us. Um, and I really just have taken that with me and carried it through me in the hard seasons, but also the seasons of joy. Um, I know in Psalm 139, I wrote a paper on this in seminary, but just how powerful it is that God um, created us. He knows our inward parts and our, um, you know, he knows our thoughts and every hair on our head and He's just a personal God. He knows everything about us. And so when I know that I'm feeling overwhelmed, I can always like be honest with him and say like, Lord, I know that you already know this. Um, And so I'm just going to bring this to you because you care. Um, So that's something that I've been clinging to. Yeah, I love that. Well, um, I think for me, it's been Romans 8.28 that says God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And I think that's something I've clung to for a few years. Um, senior year of college, I decided not to apply to grad school. And I was in a major that you had to go to grad school to have a job. Um, and I remember just like walking to my 8 a.m. And I just said that verse over and over again with tears in my eyes. And it was one of like probably the hardest decisions I've ever made. And I spent the rest of the semester just doiling my thumbs, trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And I think that the Lord showed me how faithful He was in that season because He provided every single need. And He continues to do that in the job that I'm in. And it's been one of, this has been like my favorite season of all. And it's been nothing that I've expected but it's been so much like immeasurably more than what I thought I was going to have senior year of college. And so I think that it has just reminded me day in and day out that God is faithful to provide for our needs. 
That's good. <laughs> I'm literally tearing up because it, I feel like that we all like learned these verses together. And it's just really sweet to think about how like we like built our foundation on this together and then to see it playing out in your life and how y'all are clinging to truth is just really beautiful to hear. And I love it. So the next question I want to ask you is what has God delivered you from or in the process of delivering you from that causes you to have hope to praise him more and more? So um, I love this question because I think it reminds me that it's always good to look back, but it's always important to know what we're in the process of being delivered from. Um, And I, for me, I'm always in process. Like, it's, it is, God is faithful to work on me and to continue to love me because I am crazy. Um, and wow, just kidding. Um, but I know that this past year of my life, I have been really overwhelmed. Um, I have had a lot of anxiety. Um, I've been in my head, um, a lot starting in like March of last year when coronavirus started. Um, Then I graduated from my seminary and then I started looking for a job and I waited for a really long time to find the job and then starting a new job and like just getting adjusted to everything and navigating like all of the unknowns of this. Like it's been really an anxiety provoking season um and so I've really struggled like being overcome with worry um and I I think what I I want you know I wanted people to know is like it's not that I don't have enough faith it's just that it's been really hard um it's hard to not feel worried when everybody is wearing a mask or when you see people that you love getting really sick Um, so I wrote a paper in seminary, um, and all my papers are from seminary or from scripture, but, um, one of the ones that I had to write during the season was about, um, you know, how, when Jesus was on the cross, he cried out, um, and that is mirrored in the Psalms and, um, throughout, you know, scripture fulfilling itself and, one part it said, you know, he, there was just like this cry out to God, you know, why have you forsaken me? Um, and he knew he was confident in, in his faith, but he could say that because he had such a deep relationship with the Lord. And so 2020 has been really hard. Um, and I've learned through that just how God is you know, how I can have this relationship with him. And I can also like really struggle with a lot of things. Um, And, you know, now I think God is teaching me to come to him um, and to find rest in him because he holds everything together. And I know I sent this scripture to Camille and Emma um, earlier um, this month of just like to come to me all you are who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest Mm -hmm. um and so I know like 
for him to increase, I have to really choose to like come to him and lay down like worldly things like social media or just like the standards of society um, and come to him. And it's been really hard because I get in my head and I get worked up and I feel like everything just has to be right. Just talk to Emma after this podcast because she's going to have to record or like edit everything. Um, <laughs> but I know that God doesn't use me because I'm qualified. He uses me because I'm broken. Um, and I find that really powerful because he uses me when I'm weak. Um, and in my weakness, he's made strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's something that I'm learning and I feel like I'm constantly being delivered, um, from, and just like myself, like I have to constantly surrender my day to day things to the Lord. Um, you know, and as somebody who's working in the mental health field, like I believe that God gives us people who can guide us through things and help us process things. So I've been to therapy and um, it's been really helpful to see how I can be pointed to truth um, just about the Lord and how he uses people of the world to like show me who he is. Um, so That is really good, Laurie. I love That's that. So I love that you used that verse that um, God, what was it that? He his power is made perfect in our weakness, because uh, I think that the Lord's been reminding mm-hmm. me that lately. Because my answer is that with the last few months, I've had really big feelings of not feeling good enough or smart enough, and in this season of trying to plan out my next steps and doing what I can do, um, I have these days where I'm like, "Why am I even trying? I'm never going to do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough." And I think the Lord has just been so kind to remind me that like, like I'm on, I just feel like I'm sitting in uncertainty, but he's already on the other side of that uncertainty. And so because of that, I can trust greater in him and I can dare to hope in the immeasurably more because he's already there and he knows how it's going to plan out. And so I think it always makes me think of that verse because in high school, Neil did a sermon on that he was a horrible speaker and he became a preacher and how God works our God. Um, what, what was it? Our weakness. So I, um, our weakness. I think that is what the Lord's delivered me from is that um, I don't, it's okay that I don't have to feel good enough or smart enough because in Christ I already am. Mm. That's so good. Mm. I love that. So the next question, um, how, as I said in my um, New Year's episode, I just finished a study on Nehemiah and I loved every second of it. It was just so good. And there was this time after they got finished building the wall where they took time to celebrate like what God had done. And they started to like confess and to cry and to kind of mourn their sins. And Nehemiah stands up and says, there will be a time for that, but right now we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate how God has been faithful. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And I want to do that more in my life of just taking moments to celebrate how God has been faithful in my life and how God has been faithful in other people's lives too. So um, I want to do that right now and just take some time to celebrate specific ways that God has been faithful in your life. So whether it be this past year, the past five years throughout your life, or even right now, how has he been faithful? 
Yeah. So I know that um, for me, he's been faithful in the past, um, like, you know, throughout my high school and middle school and now even continuing today with friendship. Um, I have been really fortunate and blessed. Like he has been really faithful to provide friends. Um, two of them who I value the most are right here with me on the screen. Um, but I have loved being able to be surrounded by people who love the Lord. Um, never have I been so challenged when I'm with Camille and Emma. Um, they have taught me just about the importance of like stepping out of your comfort zone. And I know like in high school, they were on the homecoming court and they, um, that's one of my favorite memories is being a fan club member. Um, but they were on the homecoming court and that's just because people knew them so well, like they were so kind and compassionate and caring for everybody that they knew. Um, and so one thing, you know, is the faithfulness of God that I see in friendships. Um, and even through college, like I've met so many good friends um, that I have today. And, you know, I may not be in the same city or the same state as some of them, um, but I still want to be an intentional friend. And so the Lord teaches me about friendship through um himself um shout out to what a friend we have in jesus the him um but also just like he is so intentional in pursuing me um and so if i want to be like him in my relationships then i need to be intentional as well and so he's just taught me and given me and blessed me with friendships um, just to walk through different seasons. And I know that with Camille and Emma, um, there are two friends that stick closer than, you know, family. Um, and so I'm really thankful for them. Um, but also, you know, he's given me mentors. Like we all had the same mentor in high school and throughout middle school is, um, Saint Anne, as we referred to her, um, <laughs> but Miss Anne, she taught us so much. And even today, she's in my life and she checks on me. And like when I was really overwhelmed with anxiety um, during last year, she just invited me over to her lake house and she talked to me and just guided me through truth about how to overcome my fears and you know, that's just such a powerful thing to have godly people in your life um, to push you. And um, but also just to show you, like, it doesn't have to be just the godly people that you hang around with, but it can be other people, too, just like all different kinds of walks of life. So that's something that I'm really thankful for. And the Lord has been really faithful to that's provide cool. for me. I love that. Uh, this has been, I think, my favorite question so far. I think that when I was thinking about how the Lord had been faithful to me and how I would answer this, I just got so emotional because I thought this is such a sweet thing to be able to reflect on. And I think that for me, the biggest thing is that when I graduated college, I was struggling to believe that the Lord was faithful. 
And I started reading through Genesis, specifically um, with Abraham's life, and how God promised Abraham a son, and then promised a nation from that son. And even after Abraham tried to take it into his own hands, God was like, that's not what I have for you, but I'm still going to be faithful to provide you the son that I've already promised. And I remember telling the Lord one night, if you were faithful to Abraham, you were going to be faithful to me too. And so I told the Lord, I was like, I need you to put a job in my lap because I can't seem to find one and I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and a couple of weeks later, I felt the Lord just telling me, go serve in children's ministry at church more consistently because at the time it was only when they needed somebody. And I was like, it's kind of an odd thing, but okay, I will. And so I started doing that. And I kid you not, two weeks later, the children's pastor was like, hey, my friend needs a nanny. Would you be willing to do it? And I was like, Heck no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but they contacted me. And I mean, I look back at the last year and a half and it has been one of the sweetest years. And I always feel like the first time when I walked in to their house to meet them, I told them that I already feel so loved, which was so weird to me because I didn't, it was the first time I had met them. And a year later, we were celebrating my one year and I, I started laughing because I said, the one thing I can describe of y'all is that how loved y'all have always made me feel. And I think it's because they treat everybody like their family. But it is just so sweet to look back at the Lord's faithfulness and how mm-hmm. He provided that job and how they have spoken so much truth over me in ways that they didn't even know. It wasn't, they just, you know, said something out. It's like, wow, I needed mm-hmm. to hear that. And so I think that has been one of my favorite things to look back on. Mm-hmm. I love that. I am sitting here thinking about, like all of the moments that God has proven himself faithful in my life and how y'all have been there for a lot of those moments. And like, I think, I mean, Laura, you were there when, you know, my parents were divorced and remarried and our apartment burned and y'all were both there for when Sophie was born. And um, Camille, like we walked through a lot of things in, in high school and were able to love people together um, all throughout high school, which is really sweet. And um, it just, uh, I just feel so honored to be able to celebrate God's faithfulness with the two of you. And like, even now, some of these things are like happening right now, like God is continuing to be faithful, but even through a screen, we can still celebrate how God has been faithful and what a time of celebration we're able to have. Like when we do come home for the holidays and we just pick right back up where we left off. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I am really thankful um, for God's faithfulness in, like you said, law, just in our friendship um, and how mm-hmm. he has carried us through in that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think just like being able to look at y'all while we're doing this is really sweet because y'all have taught me so much about the Lord. And um, I know that it's his blessing that I can be friends with y'all and learn from y'all. So I remember all the seasons of life that we've walked through. It's been so fun. And I love that we get to do this too. Oh, yeah. Um, so we sat under a lot of the the same teaching all throughout our middle and high school years. And um, one of our favorite speakers that would come to each one of our summer camps and to some of our other retreats, his name was Bryant Bush. And over and over again, he would say, Jesus is worth everything that you're afraid of losing. And um, these two have heard it just as many times as I have and been just as challenged by it. And we have had so many conversations about what that looks like of what we're afraid of losing, but why? 
is Jesus worth it? Um, so my question to you two is why is Jesus worth it? Um, it's just that he gave everything for us, that he came to earth as a perfect person and died on a cross, became my sin for me so that I don't have to, so that I could maybe spend eternity with him if I choose that, you know, that I don't, he did that and still gave me the ability to choose. And so I think he's totally worth it because of that. Yeah, I mean, I love how you ask this question every podcast because I, you know, I think about the time that we heard it all together. Um, and I think, you know, it's kind of on the same lines, Camille, like Jesus is worth everything to me because he laid down his life. Um, he became human um, and he knew that he was going to be acquainted with grief and sorrow and suffering and darkness. But he did that so that I could have abundant life. Um, and he laid down his life to teach us like that. That's how we, you know, get to show others that we care for them. And he surrendered everything. And so um, he's worth it because he's the light. Um, and the hope that I cling to, especially in the really hard days, um, you know, and working in mental health, there's a lot of dark things that you hear. Um, and so he's the one that I cling to as I listen to my clients and listen to their suffering. And I know that there's somebody um, named Jesus who can identify with that. Um, and so I get to um, just be curious and compassionate about what they've been through. And hopefully I can like kind of imitate, you know, his image to the image bearer in front of me. Um, so he's worth it. And he gives me hope because he cares so deeply and he's such a personal God. Um, mm. So. Mm. That's so good. So based on your life experience and your walk with Jesus, what is something that you would tell people that are listening to encourage them or challenge them? I would want to encourage people to just cling to truth. I remember Mallory always telling us in high school um, to write scripture on the tablet of your heart, to know it, because you're not always going to feel it. And it's good when you're sitting in a moment and you're like, I don't feel loved or whatever you don't feel to be able to go back to that scripture to combat the lies of the devil. Yeah, I, um, funny. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Um, <laughs> but in a different way, you know, in a different light, like, it looks different in every season. And I know for me, like I want to find a way to write truth on my heart. Um, some seasons are like really like prepped and ready for that. Like this summer I had all the time in the world cause I was looking for a job. And so I would spend like a few, you know, hours every morning, just like reading and learning and praying and um, you know, then when I get into this job, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock and I'm so tired. Like it's five o'clock and I'm so tired. And how do I, how do I do this? And so it's been a real big challenge for me to learn, like, how do I immerse myself in truth? Even when like there's, and I have a 730 to 430 job. Um, and then sometimes I take work home and, 
it's been a very interesting season for me to learn just like how I can invest myself um, in truth. And so sometimes that looks like listening to this podcast um, on Thursday mornings, or sometimes it looks like listening to a worship song on the way to work and reminding myself of that as I'm like overwhelmed or other times it looks like, um, you know, just seeing something on Instagram and like, Oh my goodness, this is, this is what I needed. Um, and God can use that. And, but lately it's been just like, I've been really praying for a thirst for the word. And I think, um, both of y'all know that. And, so I've been trying to be more consistent and every night trying to read um, scripture and write it down and learn it and just really like meditate on it. And so that's something that, um, you know, we both, we all learned that. And so I think it's funny that we both <laughs> chose that. And I think that's just so important too, just like, Scripture is so important and truth is so important. And I want to invest in that however I can. And, you know, it's awesome to have some accountability um, in doing that as well. So, Well, I am so incredibly thankful for both of you and for your hearts. And y'all have challenged me my entire life to choose hope, like in every big celebration moment to even the darkest valleys like y'all have always pushed me to choose hope and I am praising the Lord for the both of you and I I wish that people could just like see your faces like maybe we should record a video just post the video of (laughs) of us talking because y'all are both so joyful and that is because of Jesus and I thank you so much for just allowing Jesus to to shine through you in everything that you do. And I'm just really thankful to know y'all and to have you as friends and to also be your friend as well. So thank y'all so, so much. So the last question um, is my favorite question. What would your walk-up song be? Just 20 seconds of a song that gets you insanely hype. Well, um, I've been waiting on this question ever (laughs) since Emma started this podcast. Um, But, and they both know what I'm about to say, and they think that it's ridiculous. But I would just like to say that, you know, Christmas is all year round, and I don't care who you are. Um, so my walk-up song would be Joyful, Joyful, the pentatonic version. Um, and the reason that I would choose that is, oh, and the specific time is about at one minute and about 20 seconds. And I told him of this already. (laughs) Um, but it's because it gets me hyped. I'm like, I can face any day if I have the joyful, joyful song playing in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would mm, any day. And Emma (laughs) wouldn't even put it on her playlist because it was a Christmas. So I just want y'all to all tell her that that's. mm -mm, mm -mm. 
<laughs> it is a good song. You know, every morning when I go into work, you know, like on Spotify where you can look at and see what your friends are listening to, and it'll pop up on my computer. Almost every morning you are listening to the Pentatonics Christmas. <laughs> I love that. I'm not ashamed. I love it. I love it. it That's hilarious. I didn't realize that you had a specific time in this song. That makes it better. Um, I think mine would 100% be Come and Get It by Selena Gomez. I think mean, I've heard that as a walkout song before. And I remember thinking, heck yeah, I hit it out of the park. You have to with that song. And so I, uh, that is my walkout song. I picture myself walking up to the plate and hitting it out of the park. Intimidating that picture. <laughs> Season three, Hope Over Hype. There is more to come. Thank you so much for listening today. I love Laurie and Camille with my whole heart. They are like sisters to me. I hope you had fun listening to our conversation. Um, And like I say, literally every single episode, if any of this encouraged you or challenged you, I know that Laurie and Camille would love to have a conversation with you about it. So reach out to them or reach out to me um, and I will put you in contact with them. But um, we'll be back again next week. Um, And we would love to hear from you in the meantime. I say we, it's really me. Like when I say we, it's like me and the Lord Um, and then be my graphic guy. Um, But we would love to hear from you and hear how God is moving in your life. Um, But keep having conversations within your circles of influence. Keep sharing with your friends and keep choosing hope. We'll see you next week.